This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Meow, 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 meow. Welcome, kittens and cats. I'm Natalie. And I'm Ricky. We're on this frequency. And on this week's episode, we'll be talking about our on this frequency is officially one year old this week and we have some special people with us today who have helped us along the way um we've got our executive producer big brother jake from the big brother jake podcast and michael moda from rose city sound also my husband also ricky's brother uh but first here's this week's moment of laughter from comedian christina p I love my husband. I laugh at his jokes. I think he's fantastic. And then all day, every day, I want to punch him in his dumb face. (laughs) And it's not the big things that make you want to kill your spouse. It's little stuff. (laughs) Little stuff. Like, why does he have to ask me where everything is (laughs) all the time? In his own goddamn house. (laughs) Like, I'm Carson the butler, and we live in Downton Abbey or something. (laughs) All day, on a loop. Where are the keys? Where's the dog? Where's the garage? (laughs) When we got married, we were so poor, we lived in a studio apartment. A studio apartment. And he had the nerve to ask me where stuff was. (laughs) Where's the spatula? I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) Everything we own. (laughs) Is out. (laughs) How lazy are you? I mean, she's not wrong. Uh, oh, but, okay, okay, what? okay. Hold on, hold on. In my experience, being married, I ask where things are because they change constantly. Mm. I I know where something is, and then when I go to find that thing, it is gone. It is vanished, and that's why we ask. So the spatula moves. Yes, you'll every find time. the spatula in the bathroom. No, I'll find it in the kitchen somewhere, but not in the drawer where it's, it's supposed to go. Not in the drawer where it's supposed to go. Mm, per you. Uh, so listen. that's why we ask those questions. Okay, so <laughs> I personally I, never had to ask those questions because. I did most of everything in my house. So. I imagine that. I imagine that yeah. you, you, we love your, your bungalow and yes. everything is Thank always you. so organized. Like even if you didn't know where things were, you can imagine yeah. Big Brother Jake leaves a roadmap <laughs> to where things will be. Will be. you damn right. Yes. It makes it easier for everybody. You I know? just ask because I know it pisses her off. <laughs> he, he really does. Oh, and it, recently, like, where is it? I'm like, Mike, it's in the cabinet here. Where? And I'm like, Mike, if I have to get up. Open your eyes. And I have to get it for you. I'm going to be so pissed. And sure enough, the thing that he's looking for is right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> you know what? I used to be that that way. Before, well, I used to be asked where things were. Mm-hmm. Now I find myself 
asking where things are. <laughs> so how does that make you feel? <laughs> well, because I, I think it depends on your space, right? So yeah. this is this is my mom's house. Uh. She has her house and organizes her house a certain way. Yeah. Because I'm, I am going to bring up spatulas. I don't know how my mom organizes the, the tools for the kitchen, but I would do it the complete opposite. Oh, it makes no sense. And then my mom has a ton of stuff. <laughs> so it's like, oh, God. Where are the things? <sighs> <laughs> Where are the things? Like, could she just put the spatula? Which makes you think, like, there should just be one thing for a lot of things. But we have multiples of just about everything. I'm done with Swiss that. Army knife. Yeah, maybe we just need a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Um, I want to just go minimalist with everything. I yeah. feel like the more you have, the harder you're going to look for things. For sure. Less is more. For sure. Less it is depends more. on what it is, though. That's true. It does depend on what it is. <laughs> Kitchen stop. utensils. Let me stop. Less is more. Hi, <laughs> friends. Well, that clip comes from comedian Christina P from her Netflix special titled Mother Inferior. Meow, 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 meow. So once upon a time in 2016, my brother and I were sitting at a bar in South Ontario when he told me about this girl named Natalie that he was dating. She reads books, he told me. <laughs> she loves avocados. She has cats and she wants to start her own podcast. She's really organized, Ricky, and she's writing her own episodes. Here we are five years later celebrating our one-year official anniversary of On This Frequency. What memories I do have of the birth of this podcast is starting it in the middle of the pandemic. Natalie, we're doing Instagram live videos and discussing the state of the world. I was complaining about Young Pueblo's poetry books that annoyed me with truth. And we were casually and unknowingly building a foundation to our podcast. But honestly, meow, 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 meow. I never thought we'd be here. Seriously, I it, it's so funny that I remember very specifically me going into uh, the train mm -hmm. to get to work at six o'clock in the morning. You commuted a lot back then. Yeah. And here we were at six o'clock in the morning talking about yep. young pueblos being pissed <laughs> post right because it was so relevant to whatever bullshit we had going on. Mm -hmm. And we felt like, is he? Is he in our lives right now? Like, does he know what's going on? Because why did this, why were we just talking about X yesterday? Right. And now here he is posting about it. And Young Pueblo, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, he's a published author, poet, mm -hmm. and he's just always dropping gems. Like, yeah. and annoying. And they're annoying because they're, they're true. Yeah. And when they're, it's like they speak indirectly to you and you're like, get out of my life yeah why yeah. are you telling me what i need to know but i'm gonna ignore yeah you know yeah they're definitely about uh self-love healing loving others relationships things like that and so so we always found ourselves like yo did you see young pueblo's pose <laughs> <laughs> bullshit yeah and then we even had and that's how one of our um well our first recordings uh started was talking about the influence that he had in our day-to-day -day lives mm -hmm. and such so shout out to young pueblo yeah <laughs> we'll have him on here one day yeah i hope so one day i'm sure we can for sure 100 <laughs> yeah but well happy anniversary happy anniversary and yes. cheers happy anniversary yes. yeah happy anniversary congratulations oh. happy anniversary mm, thanks guys <laughs> i mean we really we really wouldn't be here without the support of all of you um, Mike, do you remember um, what you suggested after watching us on our Instagram lives? 
Why did you even watch our Instagram lives? I didn't even think you, you cared. Because you guys asked me to. Oh, there it is. There it is. My bad. How could I have forgotten? All right. I'm just recording. <laughs> you asked me to watch. So I watched. Uh, yeah, no. It was, I mean, it. I tend to have a, an eye for talent, I guess. And you guys are very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, you speak real. You know, you speak to the people. Um, and it just, it just showed off that first episode. I was like, okay, I, I, like when I witnessed that, I was like, okay, I saw like five, seven, 10 years in the future. So, um, what you guys have developed over this last year, two years, um, it's a lot, it's a lot of hard work. You know, a lot of people think that they can just start a podcast out of, you know, thin air and it's, it's not like that. It's, it's running a business. No difference as to starting a band or, mm. you know, or... That's a know, good example. It, it, same thing. Like, I, I knew what you guys were about to go through, and it's it's tough. It's really hard. <clears throat> it's really, really hard. You have a lot of doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, you you, you 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 get to feel like, oh, am I making an impact? Is anybody listening? How? And then, and then it doesn't help that you get to see all the reactions that you get or, you know, compare, <coughs> compare yourself to other podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a very emotional journey that few know how to conquer because you got to have patience in this. Yes. And um, two, two things on that. For those of you who don't know, my brother has a crystal ball. And he sees five to seven years into the future no, because no, no, he no, no, did. No, I don't have a cr- nobody has a crystal ball. You literally just said that you saw our future in five to seven years. But here's I the thing: I saw the probabilities. There you go, the probabilities. The probabilities, and but it all came down to you guys, and look how far you guys came. It, but you believed in us at yes. the end of everything. You believed in us. He did, and remember, Natalie, he came in and he sat us down, and he was like, "You guys need to take this seriously." It was so, it was very, it was very impactful the way he sat us down. Very Michael like, Moda. Like. Very Michael Moda. He was like, you need to take this seriously. You need to write your episodes out. He said, um, get Severe involved. Mm-hmm. Have him do the music in the background. And yeah. then he brought us Bartley. <laughs> he brought us Bartley, <laughs> who, who had his own podcast at the time. Bartley. Meow, 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 meow. Yes, I don't remember the name of your podcast. Well, which one? The first one or the second one? The first one. The first one was called Game of Inches Podcast. That's right, uh, Game of Inches. Yeah. So he was working on that podcast. My brother introduced us uh, to him. He was uh, already helping Severe with doing some of our live streams. Well, I, I had met with Bartley like six, seven, eight yeah, months. Yeah, like six or seven before. months before. I, I saw this studio space that we're in now when it was bare bones. Like Shut up, I didn't know that. Yeah, before anything was in here. Uh, it was just like the uh, I did not know that the framing. Me do have a crystal ball. It was the framing. There was no windows. There Shut was, the front yeah. door. Yeah. It wasn't painted yet. Yeah, it was like yeah. I told Barley. I go raw. Right. I go you in. He's like yeah. I was wow. Like, right. Okay. I didn't know that. But so Bartley comes in with his equipment and he spends time. We just discovered. We uncovered. We have a bunch of episodes in our vault. Yeah. Episodes that were not released. Mm-hmm. Like on all of the platforms that exist, they were now. practice episodes. Correct, like we, they were we practice were, episodes. We were practicing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and I have them all. And Bartley Yay. was teaching me how to speak into a mic correctly. Oh oh, I used gosh. to be so nervous oh about that. Those gosh. those things are were important. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified. I and get so frustrated because she would just like 
go off the mic over here and start talking like yeah, this. Yeah, as, a, as and an then she come back, annoying, man. And then she'd come back to it and talk regular, and then she'd come off the mic like this. And, and he would <laughs> get up. He would get up mid-recording. And, and shove and it in her face. shove it in my mouth, like, speak right here. Now I'm adjusting And I was like, mic. oh, my God. So, yeah, no, and, and, and I get it. But we definitely went through a lot of heart heart aches and i say that because there were times where i think recently too where like you said you know you get discouraged yeah life gets in the way and you're like does this even matter like who mm. the hell cares right mm. and i remember conversations that we had with big brother jake who would share his stories about how even when he didn't want to do an episode or he mm -hmm. had nothing in him to record an episode mm -hmm. you just had to push through that because Pushing through that, you end up coming up with some gems of episodes where you're like, yeah. wait, dang, had I not pushed through that, you know, I wouldn't be here. So every time I was unenthusiastic about coming in here and recording or any time I was doubting what we were doing, I would remember those things, those key elements that and, and advice that people would give us right. and just remind remind ourselves right. of, of those things Don't and that cry. support. Don't cry. <laughs> not yet. No, nah, she's, you know, we have about 30 more minutes before that happens. <laughs> 30 more minutes. But so a, a year into it, after we were doing these practice sessions and getting better at it. Yeah. Um, Severe introduced us to Big Brother Jake, you know, and he connected mm -hmm. us and, you know, thought he would be a wonderful resource to our development and talk about perfect timing, you know, from one year you practice and then bam, yeah. now's the next year. And now he brings an entire you know, different set of expectations and, and milestones. And so my question to you, Big Brother Jake, is yes. why the hell? <laughs> what the hell made you say, you know what, I'm going to help these girls out? Because yeah. you, 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 <laughs> I consider you an, an acclaimed podcaster. You're Thanks. established and you have, you know, your, your blood, sweat, and tears in, in your own podcast and in mm -hmm. your own career. Right. So for, for us, and I'll speak for Natalie too, mm -hmm. I mean, it was a big compliment to know that someone of your caliber had an interest in what oh, we were doing. You. So I'm flattered. What the hell all. did you see? <laughs> what I saw was, and, and I, I tell you guys this every time after every show, yeah. it's the chemistry. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've been in this game for 22 years, you know? Yeah. And so I've worked with people that, we're good friends and tried to work together, but didn't have chemistry, mm -hmm. you know, and you guys didn't sound forced when I listened. Mm -hmm. It just sounded so natural. And I said, you know what? They got raw talent. And, you know, I got three Emmy winners under my belt, you know, that have, you know, done some stuff. So I, I think I know what I'm doing a little bit. Just, <laughs> I'm just going to flex my shit for a minute because I, I I'm so humble usually, man. But people that say they're humble are not humble. Take flex it, take away. it, take flex. it. Let's go, Flexington. Yeah. Ah, there you go. But um, no, I just, I, I saw the, the raw talent y'all had and I, I saw that, you know, you guys really work well together. Mm. And it was chemistry. I, I I've heard from like, 10-year veterans that have done it together. Right. And you guys only did it, you know, for like a year. Right. And mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, man, it sounds, nah, mm. they've been doing this longer than lying. <laughs> <laughs> They're lying. But um, that's what I picked up. And I, I, I can like envision it and I could see you guys on bigger platforms and, and, and having huge milestones. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Right. I well, want to be a part of it because I, I, I've seen it. I've seen raw talent be wasted. Mm. And I was like, hell no, nah, man. They need to do something. They need to keep this going. Let me mm. see if I can little, add a little spice to it if I can. If I can, it's cool, whatever. But that's what attracted me to to working with y'all. And, right. and um, 
it's been just so much fun being around everybody all the time and being a part of this. So, and speaking of milestones, Big Brother Jake, like if you look at uh, their their listen map, oh, yeah, Man. it's it's all over the world, and there's so much color on that map. That's beautiful. <laughs> Bar- Barney will hit us up. He goes. There's a bunch of people in Nigeria listening to right, you. Yeah. He's like, you just had a surge in downloads. I'm like, who the hell is listening to us in Nigeria? You'd yeah. be surprised. Yeah. Like, how the hell do people find us? That's that's what I, I want to know. So Ireland just chimed in, just so you guys know. Ireland just chimed they're in for the new, first time. They're, they're new. beautiful. Ireland, yeah. thank Nourish. you. But see, so again, so then when Big Brother Jake came along and kind of, you know, validated what uh, Mike's forecast and Mike's <laughs> prediction, you know, now... We had to get to work, and it and it's taken us a while to find a comfortable format, to find a a, a groove and a rhythm because it it does require a discipline. And you know, Mike, like you're saying, it's it's a it's a business in yeah. the sense that that's how we treat it. I mean, we're not we're not making any money off of this right now, <laughs> but the hope is is that not yet, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not yet, yet. Mm-hmm. that we grow it to be able to influence people and and to be to be able to sell that influence, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing too about all of this is that we, okay, we've been sitting here for a little bit over two hours, just going back and listening to where we've been, where we started, how Mm -hmm. we met Bartley, how we met Jake and how the podcast has evolved in just the last two years. Yes. And well, technically just one, but really two. It has been two and, years. Yeah. And even our own relationship, Ricky, um, that has evolved tremendously from the last five years or whatever the, the number is that we know each other. Um, and those little things that make me excited for the mm-hmm. future because it we can see how much has changed, how much is continuing to change, mm. how like our lives are, you know, one moment it's we're on a high, the next <sighs> moment we're on the our lowest low. <laughs> and we come on the podcast and we talk about it. And the wonderful thing is so many more people, all of our listeners can relate. They're like, following us because we're right. so relatable, because we're putting our shit out there, <laughs> our vulnerabilities. Right. And I remember Natalie, when she was working at that other job that you would take the train to, she's like, she, correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't really have a relationship with your coworkers. I didn't. Until these started coming out. And then all of a sudden your coworkers were like, what's happening? Yeah. (laughs) What happened with so-and-so? And and what happened with this? And they were invested. And I saw a different light in you like come out because you're like, people care. Yeah. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Talk about all this healing. It is. And what's interesting is you say like in your lows, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily I, I haven't been in the highest of spirits in the last you know month or so mm-hmm. and I was looking back at some of the footage of our previous episodes and I just mentioned to you and you know when we were in this room I'm looking at that version of myself and I'm yeah. like who is that person yeah I'm I'm remembering that how I liked where I was that in that time Mm. during those moments during those you know that journey of building you know the podcast and where I was working and who I had around me that's not I'm in a completely different place now yeah so it's almost you almost feel like unrecognizable to yourself yeah but then like you said you look at all your progress and you look at the people that are pouring into this podcast and Mm. in in what we're doing Mm -hmm. and you can't help but to think all right well We'll be in a different place a year from now. Yeah. And we won't recognize ourselves 
now and who we are and where we're at as yeah. you shouldn't because you know we're in a constant state of transformation exactly it's like that jorge drexler song nothing is ever lost it just transforms yeah and i mean i just want to give you some credit i mean you just said that you you haven't been on your highest highs in the last couple of months but it has been these last couple of months that between you myself and bartley we have really made a lot of changes in the outline of our podcast and what we want to you know, put out there. I have no <laughs> explanation for that because you're 100% right. Like it's a shit show outside of this podcast for me right now. <laughs> and for some reason I have, okay, but I'll go back and I'll say also to that with, and I can't, I can't even express how many meetings we we've had. Like, um, I remember we had a meeting with my brother at the mm -hmm. house where he was where he was telling us like you guys got to get your audio right yeah making suggestions to bartley and then big brother jake talking to us about how to format our episodes mm -hmm. how to make sure that we speak comfortably so we're getting so much advice yeah and guidance yeah. and you want to honor that you don't want to just listen to what someone tells you Blow and throw it. it out the window right right so it was making sense to me that it's like don't don't waste these people's time mm -hmm. or guidance. Mm -hmm. Apply it. Mm -hmm. Like listen to what they're what they're telling you to do and do it. Yeah, because it's in our best interest at the end it of the is. day, and they're trying to look out for right. Because how come we didn't do this before? Why weren't we trying to get organized? <laughs> you know, before <laughs> what the fuck was going on? There was points though where like you guys are both kind of stubborn in your ways. Yeah. And Wait, so, what? Yeah. Who's stubborn? No, both of you. What? Both of you. A Where's, little bit. Just a little bit. Where's the I'm stubborn. Yeah, oh. see? Mike's giving me that eye. Mike's giving me that. But it's just like... That was the hardest, man. Like, you know, mm. it, we give you these so suggestions, and sometimes yeah. it takes a little while for you guys to realize that we were right, and then we ended up doing... Oh. But That's I will say this. like, I'm really proud of you guys and the steps mm. that you've taken from day one when yeah. we started to now. Like, You guys are so experienced, and it flows so well, mm. and... Uh, I'm over here like a, a proud uncle, just like oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? it's really, it's really, um, it's really awesome to see like the steps you guys have taken and That's the growth, the, the discipline, the, the discipline, discipline, the growth. Like I get excited looking at you guys's like stats every every couple of days or every you morning. You do get excited about that, yeah, and I, and I love it's that. It's just Thank like you. it's just like oh man, like this this place is is, is experiencing your guys podcast for the first time or you know hey we reached a new high in downloads today yeah. and i always share that information with you because i feel like you know it's it's always good to remember you know days where there wasn't many downloads yeah. to where we are now where you know we have days where there's a lot yeah so there was um imposter syndrome right when bartley which is my favorite episode by the way it's it's actually one of our best episodes but yeah. there's um the day that bartley messaged natalie and i and said hey there's one of the biggest surges you guys have ever had in downloads the first words out of my mouth were did we get hacked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm not kidding at my you. phone like is she serious <laughs> oh, I, was, I, was, I was dead ass serious i was like mm, okay Somebody hacked into something because these numbers can't possibly. I was dead serious. I was like, this can't be right. What, is, what are the odds of that? Yeah. And yeah. then you guys were like, no. Like, Natalie was like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, it's the authenticity of this podcast. You know, you guys are very authentic. And the other thing is, you guys aren't afraid to try or talk about 
things that people keep ta- taboo. You know, it's like yeah. y'all ain't afraid to tackle certain issues. They're Latinas. <laughs> That's why I love Latinas, though. <laughs> no, I remember there there were some some very touchy subjects where I would I remember calling Big Brother Jake and saying like, I want to talk about this, yeah. but I don't know how this is going to come off, or am, am I, is this too much, mm-hmm. or how should I, you It's too aggressive for our it, audience. Yeah, and, and he would always, you know, find ways to make me feel comfortable in my own, like, fear and insecurity, and would make me feel confident about expressing this, and then always kind of grounding it back to what our purpose was, right? Like, Natalie and I right. wanted to do a podcast for... Latina females, young ladies. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I guess you could say, sure, ladies, Latina ladies. Yeah. But I think what I've learned, I don't necessarily want to pigeonhole it to that. It's not just for ladies, because if you remember, Ricky, when we were at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> there was a male listener that yeah. came and <gasps> sought you guys out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes. Stalkers. He. I'll never forget that. Yeah. That was probably one of the most wonderful memories. Um, yeah, he came out to Dodger Stadium and he wanted to meet Natalie, Bartley, and myself. Yeah, mm. um, he was so excited. He was. I and think his we favorite all kind episode, of like small, like uh, slow cried a little bit we as we were meeting each other because of the impact oh, we've the guy had. With the, the it was a blue hat. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh-huh. he he. Um, oh, yeah. His favorite episode was the imposter. Yeah, the I mean, imposter, the syndrome. imposter syndrome episode as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've so, had. So you may you, the goal may be, or the the idea when you first started was to target Latina females, but it just speaks to your growth uh, as a team that it doesn't right. matter who you're trying to target. You relate to everybody. I agree with that, and and I yeah. Um, yeah. Don't cry, Ricky. No, no. No, you no, still no. got 17 minutes before <laughs> you do that. You know what's funny? We were talking about um, our favorite episodes. We were talking about our favorite episodes. I listed mine. And in parentheses, I listed which episodes I cried in. Oh, my God. Okay? That's funny. So, so and my, my number one, my favorite episode of all time, it was one we did at your house in my the house? bungalow. Okay. It was the... Actually, two. Actually, three of them. <laughs> Wait, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six. So half of them were recorded in your studio. Oh, wow. So my first Jesus. one was um, To Be or Not To Be With Gin. Oh, this yeah. one, I, I cried during the episode. And it was sure one did. of those poetic cries. Yeah. <laughs> where, like, I was just sacred heart bleeding all over the yeah. episode. Like, it was intense. 30 or 45 minutes, you were just crying, like, the slow crying, <laughs> the big crying, all, and I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, what do we, how do I, how do we steer this in another way, but the, it just kept coming. It kept coming. And you heard all the sniffles that yeah. the- everything. Yeah. Looking like a Prince video when you walk on slow when one chair come down. Yes. <laughs> and then I cried for the uh, Call Your Dad Mike oh, episode. That was I my love favorite that. episode. That, that was so good. It was Loved good. It. And that one I cried in between the episodes oh, because yeah. it was a two-part series. Yeah. And we, we actually you guys were had... Oh. We took a break for like an hour. We drank tequila then, yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah. yeah, everybody was a little We did take a break. Yeah, we took like an hour break. And um, there was a lot more tears during that break. We were yeah. singing and oh, crying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just watching. It's just beautiful, you know, just to see it all. Because we talked about your dad, too. We talked about my dad, talked about your dad. Mm. And uh, it was a beautiful episode. It just, 
it made everybody vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone could relate, you know, and, and the fact that you, you're telling your dad. Right. Everything that's on your mind right in front right of him. And that's ballsy. And a lot of people <laughs> won't do that. Yeah. Like, I did that once to my dad. And he's like, you're lucky I'm on my deathbed. Because <laughs> I'm like, damn, dad, you're morbid. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, it was beautiful. It was my favorite. My favorite. I even shed a tear. I think we all we cried. We all cried, yeah. I think, at yeah. one point. Yeah, I've only we cried did. like twice on a podcast. Once was when I was talking about when I left. I'm not trying to plug my podcast, Big Brother Jake Podcast. <laughs> but like, I was crying about you know leaving my kids for the first time. Like, I had to tell them Daddy's moving out, and I talked about it on my podcast. Oh shit! And I cried. And then that the episode with your dad on your mm. podcast. Wait, so how many total episodes do you have recorded? 163 right now. So out of the 163 episodes, mm-hmm. you've cried on two. No, he's cried on one, one. of his and one of, one his of and yours. One of us. Just one of mine, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the third episode that I cried at the bungalow was the gratitude episode. Oh. But see, but this one, this one, I cried all the way home. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't cry during or in between, but it was when we were talking about the Adele album. So I was already yeah. in my feels about the gratitude and everybody yeah. that's helped us. And then you were like, you got to listen to this song. And I, the whole way home, I was just like, yeah, I really like the, gra- the gratitude episode was one of my favorites by, f- by far. It just, I think that we've talked, I think we've even talked about how our listeners have impacted us, how Jake has impacted us, and how just humble we have to be in in our lives. Thank you for that. Yeah. But the one, I don't think, oh, no, Natalie, you and I do have a podcast in common as our favorites, and it is the To Be or Not To Be With Jin. That's the one that you and I. To Be Not To Be With Jin and We The People. We the people is definitely up there for that me was, as well. That was a good episode. We the too. people was intense. Yes, it was. It was intense because I think that was the only. Was episode that the one with Jasper? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who we didn't plan on having right, yeah. right. for that episode, but Natalie and I prepared for this episode for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we recorded that episode, we were so burnt out and angry and Everybody upset. Everybody was. Yeah. It was. It was incredible. Well, remember after that show, we, we sat here for another hour and a half. I was about to say like two hours. Maybe yeah. two, yeah. And like Ray was here and he was heated. I was heated. Jasper Everybody was heated. Was, it was yeah. like, yeah. damn. I, I was like, I should leave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then I want to see more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Um, wasn't Pee Wee here for that yes, one too? Yes, yeah. yeah. Pee Wee yeah. was there here for that one too. Here. Sure was. And I, and I feel like, you know, more times than not, sometimes the shit that we say after the podcast yes. should be in a whole like, other show. It's a whole other show. <laughs> yes. As because, a producer, I get mad like, save it! Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just keep recording? I remember a couple weeks ago, um, Natalie and I were in here with Bartley. <laughs> and it's like, Natalie's like, why didn't we record this whole Aftermath <laughs> right. episode? Like, what the hell is going on? It's always it's not like for that. public consumption, Ricky. But it was so good. It was. Yeah. But and it was yeah. relevant. And you then, know what? We should definitely keep the recording on because I feel like there could be snippets on there that we could just own drop. Edits. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do want to <laughs> say that Natalie, since day one, well, not day one, but every time we talk about what our favorite episodes are, yeah, the one episode that is reoccurring your favorite episode, you have not deviated from this being your favorite episode, it's the What Do I Desire episode. Yes. I love that episode. I, and uh, very specifically, I like it because of the clip that we used. And um, it, it's a clip that Logic uses uh, by Alan Watts where he talks about what do I desire. Right. And how we should live our lives and that we can go on. And, and he talks about it's not about the money. Right. And, it's about love. Yeah. And, passion. 
yes, doing what you love to do and not being, uh, not steering away from your own creativity and just to fulfill this nine to five and these expectations in society. And that resonates with me even still so much. And a lot of what, how I'm trying to live my life today is still Alan Watts words. So what do I desire is my favorite. So let me ask, let me ask this and I'll, and I'll pose this question to, cause I would say big brother, Jake, you, you work in an industry that you love and that you're passionate about. Oh Yeah. No doubt. So you don't work a typical nine to five job where, you know, okay, I got to get this money mm-hmm. and this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that, you are also pursuing your own, you know, desires yes. with your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So if you got this Joe Rogan offer, you would quit your your regular job as much as you love it, right? Because, I would. Because yeah. now you can just focus on this completely yes oh i would love that because i'd have a full staff i'd have producer you know i'd have right you photographer know, videographer yeah, engineer so you know it'd be great yeah hey if you need an engineer i know one marley i'm calling you right away <laughs> yes <laughs> you know that but my question and and mike i ask this of you as well right sometimes us wanting to pursue our passions or how do you distinguish saying I'm going to pursue my passion and I'm going to try to monetize my passion versus, you know what? I got my nine to five and I'm just going to do my passion as my hobby, as my extra thing Mm. that I like. If something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. No pressure. But how do you determine how to categorize that passion? Does my question make sense? Well, you know, it makes perfect sense. The thing is, when it's your passion, you don't treat it as a job. You treat it as something you love. The money will come later. You know, when I started doing my podcast, I wasn't making a dime off it. Now I am. Right. Okay. And now, you know, uh, being like brand ambassador and all that stuff came. All Getting asked to voice certain things and, you know, it's it's dope. But all that started with my passion of when I started my podcast, I was in a garage at my house that I owned in San Dimas, California. There was no insulation there. It was 33 degrees. Like, oh, and God. I'd be wearing three jackets to do my podcast. Mm. But I knew I loved it, and I knew I wanted to continue to do it. And yeah. that's why you follow your passion and not think about the money. The money will come later, and it will come in greater amounts than you even imagine. Mm. That's I, inspiring. I, yeah. I, it's like I, I tell you all the time, I have a lot of paid hobbies because this right. doesn't work to me. Like, of course you put in the work, and it's hard sometimes, but this ain't work. I've worked at a candy factory. You know, I've worked, you know, in the Navy I was doing labor. Like, so, no, no, this is fun. Mm. And and that's how you you, you treat it. You, you, You find your passion, you follow it, you give it your all, you respect what you're doing, Mm -hmm. okay, and don't expect anything out of it, Mm. okay? Once you get all that together, then everything flows. You know, I like that you said. Um, <laughs> I like that you said that the the paid hobby. Yes. Um, Ricky and I have talked about before about how flabbergasted we were at the thought <laughs> of like everything that we're doing being a hobby because right. there was all of this maybe expectation that we were putting on ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or and everyone around us that this was a business and that we're right. hustling and that we need to make money and you know, all of these big numbers and money things and business ideas and stuff like that. I killed my boner. 
right but <laughs> at time. the end of the day like well why are we doing all of this like well, this is supposed to be fun this is right. supposed to be our passion mm-hmm. it's supposed to be what we go in and enjoy and and what we come into after we've done you know the the day's hard work right. because this is where we um what's the word where we decompress, yeah, decompress mm. yeah. you know mm-hmm. and so i think that has been probably a big lesson for me as well i don't right. know about ricky but it, it's something that i've learned like no this is my hobby i'm yeah. like, i'm having fun i'm enjoying this this is where right. where i come to cr- be creative and right. explore Absolutely. myself yeah you know? that's the how beatles you... had a hobby and look what happened yeah, exactly. <laughs> i <laughs> can't wait to become the beatles <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing you know it, it, everything you said it, it, it hits mm-hmm. you know if you treat it with disdain, it's not going to flow for you. Like, yeah. I didn't start podcasting because I wanted to get paid off it. Yeah. I was a frustrated on-air guy, and I was stuck to doing audio mixing and producing because uh. I didn't have the pipes. I didn't have the pipes. They didn't mm. like my voice. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Every radio uh, program director said, nah, I don't like your voice. What? It's what? hollow. It's ho- kind of high pitch and low pitch. Uh. Yeah. You know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So I was like, I know where you're getting at with this. You know, that's all right. Mm. So I took all that anguish. You know, because yeah. I've made people, I've worked with Hall of Famers. You know, I'm not trying to brag, but I have, you know? Yeah. And it's like, anguish. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, really? Like, y'all ain't going to give me a shot? That's what, you know, led to the podcast. Yeah. And from there, I put all my passion into it. It's like, I'm going to show you motherfuckers. Right. I'm about to fucking go off, and y'all going to wish you would have, like, took care of me. Yeah. It's starting to happen. That's how you got to start it. Hmm. Don't treat it like a job. Yeah, it's a business. It's yeah. your business. It's your baby. Your name's on it. Your face yeah. is on it. You own it. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. But it has to be a labor of love. Like, you know, like marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a commitment, right? And sometimes it's not great, and sometimes it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But you got to look more at the amazing than the, eh. You know, because it's not you and you versus a problem. It's you two together versus a problem. You know what? Mm-hmm. I just had a kind of an epiphany moment I saw her eyes with, <laughs> with, with um about that with with Bartley earlier today we were talking about marriage and or just relationships like right. when, when things get rough right. Yeah. right because even like I consider our podcast our you know love child yeah our labor of love yes, right and things, get, and things get rough mm-hmm. I, I realize that I'm the type of person that for whatever reason when things get tough I want to run Mm. I want to run away from the problem because I feel like, all right, cool. This doesn't work. This is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Leave. Don't be yeah. in a place that's uncomfortable and difficult. But you, you got to be uncomfortable sometimes. You do. And it's the, the opposite the of what you're saying, mm. right? Th- that when you're I- in a committed relationship mm-hmm. with anything, right? Right. You have to see through the difficult times. Absolutely. You got to be in that shitty position and have mm-hmm. these terrible conversations. You cannot think that. It's the end and it's over. Right. But in my head, in my experiences with my relationships, in all rela- with people in general, mm-hmm. that's how I've programmed myself. Oh. I programmed mm. myself to believe that this isn't good. This isn't going to work. We're done. Don't don't try to actually work through something mm. or try to get to the other side of something. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a time where you have said, let's work through it and make it happen? Because the way it sounds, it's like as soon as that hits, you shut down, right. you're done, you're out the door. I think I'm in a place right now where I'm, I have people in my life where I'm, I have, I'm very much trying to practice that. I'm very much trying to practice um, being patient uh-huh. and not thinking that it's the end of the world. Right. Right. And not thinking that this is it. This is done. Like, 
I'm not good enough. It's over, right? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. trying so hard to practice patience. And then to know that I don't have a fucking crystal ball. I don't know what's gonna happen, and right. it's only and, your brother does. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, and you're nah, and, nah. and 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 you're right about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, being able to identify talent or being able to identify good people mm-hmm. and and energies that you want to work with. That's a that's a that's a God given you know ability because you right. can connect dots like that, but. Yeah. I think right now, and even with this with this podcast, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had even conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that yeah. I that I want to do this. Like, and I'm like, stop, and, no, let's right. rewind. <laughs> and even with that, I'd be like, we already talked about this. Like, what the fuck? Like, but yeah. you, but, and again, I'm telling myself, yeah. shut the fuck up <laughs> and push through. Like, stop trying to, you know. You have a team of people, you know, you can lean on and trust. Everybody here trusts okay, but each that's, other. But that's new, though, right? Because I haven't been used to having a, a team of people around Absolutely. me that I trust and yeah. that, that's, you know, yeah. I can lean on. I, I don't know how to have those relationships but, but you, with people. But you have it, so you should try it at least once. And if you fail, then And they, let me you know. tell you, and that in itself is uncomfortable, right? Because oh, I, yeah. Barley and I were talking about hugging people and the importance of hugging mm. people. It's very important. Right? And then he just, he goes, I'm a good hugger. And he gives me this, <laughs> this hug, right? And then even even the other day, um, I remember I hit my brother up. And I told my brother, I'm like, hey, um, let's hang out or let's do something or whatever. He was busy. And the next day, um, Severe had a show, and he shows up to the show. I told my brother, I was like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> and Severe was like, well, I told your brother to come. And I'm thinking, wow, that was really, that was a beautiful thing. Like, you you knew that I was sad that I couldn't hang out with my brother. So you called so he can come out here. I had a great time with my brother. That's awesome. So, okay. But again, things like Barley giving me a hug. Right. You guys telling me, like, don't quit. Yeah. Keep yeah. it going. Well, Mike showing up to Sometimes, Ricky, in... In your deepest valleys is where you find the most growth. Yes. So in my deepest what? In your deepest valleys. Ooh. When you mm. when you're in the low point, it's where you experience your deepest growth. So instead mm. of running away from it, you need to embrace it. Yeah. And cl- start climbing back up the mountain. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Damn. And your ego is mm. always gonna tell you you're not good enough. You don't deserve this. <laughs> the real philosopher. <laughs> there he is, the hidden philosopher. <laughs> but Natalie, you're oh. My ego is the first one that's triggered. My ego's yeah. like, fuck this. Get out of here. Yeah. And I guess, like, that's for all of us. It's going to get the best of us. Mm. Oh, you think you're worth it? Mm. All of these people helping you? Why would you Why would you think they want to help you? Get real. I'm like, no. <laughs> hey, I was, ra- I was raised know? Catholic. So that's very much like, you are undeserving. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. How are you going to have all this fear? Right. Be fearful. Yeah. And I don't want to do that anymore. I no. want to actually have faith in people. And I want to believe that people do care and people want to do right you know what though but you got to start with yourself though you got to you oh, got to believe man. you care you got to believe right. you know all the things you just said you got to put that to you yeah. look right. in the mirror first <laughs> once all that happens with you everything else will flow that's yeah. the other thing too right it's like people say that it's true and and i don't disagree with that mm-hmm. you're it, it's probably right oh i know I'm but right. i wish that there was a <laughs> there was a manual that told you how to do that like how do you do that I just do it because I'm not scared of anything. I know no fear. None. Except what? for all, the only things I fear. My kids, something happened to them. Oh, yeah. The IRS <laughs> and Mike Tyson's left hook. Everything else I'm not too Stop. worried about, for real. But like, That's a mean left hook. <laughs> because I've been through so much, mm. I never ha- want to have a life of what ifs. I love to take chances. So mm, okay. even if I'm going to get hurt, 
pursuing mm. something I probably shouldn't be doing, whatever that is. <laughs> you know, whether it's right. eating, you know, whatever. And I'm not implicating anything on myself. But what I'm saying is... Got you. Is, <laughs> got you. Risk, you get no regrets. No risk, no reward. No regrets. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm not afraid. Yeah. Because I want to see... Maybe it does work. And if it doesn't, okay, I learned. Yeah. You got to get over that part. It's like jumping in a pool. Like, ah, you can't just saunter in. Just you jump, jump right in. in. Just jump the hell in, okay. damn it. That's how I've, I've always lived life like that. I've, I've gambled on everything I've done. You know, when I, when I start going to do radio, people are like, why? You don't mm. have a voice for it. People mm. are like, oh, I'm going back to school. Why? 34, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want a degree, you know? Yeah. Right. It, it's all with just doing it. Yeah. Don't hesitate. Just do it. Nike. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great campaign. And maybe just campaign. like when you're when you're in the thick of it and you're scared, tune into the awareness, right? Of like, yes. oh fuck, I'm scared. But keep going. Right. You know, and, and just tell yourself, I'm gonna keep going because usually what I would do in this situation is I'm gonna run back, I'm gonna go back to my old patterns because yeah. it's comfortable. Running. I love Hell this yeah, right I here. I love running. Like, let me run. I should yeah. have been a marathon runner. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of Ricky's Therapy Session. <laughs> hey, therapy helps. Get yourself some therapy. It's done wonders for me. I love it. Got my therapy appointment this Thursday, so. Well, you got one right now, so cancel. <laughs> I'm not even gonna charge you for this one. <laughs> this one's next free. You, next thing you know, your therapist is gonna be listening to this. Like, hey, can, uh, can I pay you? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, I, I can't. I was coming to you now. <laughs> Listen. Actually, you know what? The therapy episode that we had was a good episode and one of my favorites. The yeah. one that we did with my my I don't even know how old she is. Fifteen. 14, my youngest um, daughter, yeah. Mia. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like that one. Uh, we actually got a lot of uh, feedback and DMs because people were like, man, screw therapy. And we're like sharing with us nightmare stories of yeah. their therapy experiences. Yeah. But also wanting to talk about, well, maybe I just need a different therapist. And, you know, people mm-hmm. want to be helped. Mm-hmm. People want to be helped. And we still have those. We have to have therapy uh Either skits, sessions, little segments. They're coming. They are coming. They're coming. They'll come maybe later on in this uh, season. Those are called benchmarks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Benchmark. we will add those, you know, you know, in due time in as due we time. progress with See? the On This Frequency podcast. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for acknowledging. Oh, my God. <laughs> my brother, for the longest time, I swear, I, w- I wanted to kill my brother because he kept telling Same. us. You guys need to get organized. <laughs> you guys need to get organized. You need to get every other word out of my brother's mouth. Every single time we spoke was get organized. That yeah. solves a lot of problems. I was done with it. I was done with it. He wasn't wrong. Hey, no. Bartley, <laughs> I want a beer too. Look at this. Look at this sexism. I was all trying to be, you know. Oh, we got beers in here now. So we got I, beers in yeah, here it's now. It's about to have a lot more fun in here. I'm but just pissed that I can't have one, you fuckers. Natalie, it's so I'll refreshing. I'll drink I'll drink it for yeah. the baby. Please, because I'm salivating. For the baby. For the baby. Thank you. Thank you. For the baby. Cheers. 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 Which, by the way, this baby that's coming, uh, arriving June 22nd. That's, I'm speaking that into existence for the baby to be born <laughs> on my birthday. My daughter's birthday, too. Wait, oh, yeah. your daughter's birthday is Yeah, June my middle daughter. Yeah. Shut the front door. Savannah, yeah. Listen, it's all about <laughs> cancers right now. <laughs> Mike, what was your favorite? Uh, what's been your favorite episode of On This Frequency? The <laughs> first one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you, all of them. I like them all. The one you were in. 
That was a good Actually, one. Mike's like, well. I was in one. That was like, we're talking about money. Your ears should have been ringing about, you know, when your dad was on, man. Oh, yeah. I did hear that one. That was Mike, call your dad. Cool. Call your dad. Call your dad. You know what? We actually should do an episode on Mike. Why don't you call your dad? That would be the, the complimentary episode of. of That'd be great. No, but no, I, li- I like all your guys' episodes. I mean, I knew what you guys were getting into because, you know, what you guys were developing is. I, I, I looked at it as starting a band. I was like, you know, when when I had Springwood with my friends, I'm like, Man, I didn't think about it that way. That's true. It's, it's, it, it, I was like, okay, they're gonna go through the same thing. Like we went through our our, our phases. Like we, we were doing ska punk, and then we went to hard rock, and and then for metal, those of like you we that were, don't know, Mike had a band called Springwood mm-hmm. yeah. that covered all those genres. How long ago was that, Mike? And this was two thousand. Two to like 2008. And in 2002 was actually the first version of the studio that you built here in the house. Right. Because there was a studio that existed before this studio. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got together as, you know, we were just friends. We were just doing it out of fun, out of love. And uh, we, we grew and, and developed and, and uh, it, it was, it was a business. You know, we ended up doing the Vans Warped Tour in 2007, right before the economy crashed in, in 08. Mm. Um, but it was it was very cool seeing how we developed. No difference as to what you guys are doing here. Because you were staying organized? We, <laughs> we <were. laughs> yeah. yeah, who oh, led oh, your you organization? Yeah, who yeah, who yeah. was in your ear that kept telling you, no. you need to get organized? Yeah. Who was in your ear? How does Fred Donson. Who? Fred Donson. Mm, but like, what was he telling? Because I feel like you well, were telling us we're at the sa- at, get at, organized. At the, at the same time that that we were developing our band, uh, I was 19 years old. I was actually developing a RV dealership with this old man that I didn't even, you know, just. Yeah. He's like, just listen to so what I gotta employer. say. Yeah, my 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 boss. It was just me, Chris, the lead singer of Springwood, and uh, and Fred Donson. We were developing an RV dealership from scratch and at the same time I was developing a band and everything he taught me about business I just applied it to the band thanks Mike um, mm. I also studied music business and I was their manager mm. so so you were helping them get organized yeah so I then was actually, what the fuck right so I, he just left me completely <laughs> out of that story it's like I didn't even exist now, man. I didn't even exist I've never existed to oh. my brother wait so there was That's a studio not- here before Yes. Yeah. So we are that, in a studio that, inside a studio. Are we in an Inception yes. studio right now? It was yes. a. It was a okay. small. It awesome. was way smaller. It was like half yeah. the size of this. No. Yeah, yeah. It was way smaller. It was way smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I helped paint it too. Mm. So, but oh, so you were the yeah. I was the organizer. Yeah, I helped. Okay. Yes, a big part of everything. We developed a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. I remember when I told him you guys need to do your your um your well, fuck I can't even remember your sample. My brother my brother wrote so many songs and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know we 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 want to get into clubs. I gotta be able to give them something. Yeah. So we raised money and my mom actually helped with that. And they recorded their their sample CD, yeah. and it had all of the, their demo. There you go, their demo. Yeah. And so we would take it to clubs. And I would take them out. You know, to try to get shows and, and whatnot. Right. It was a good time. I was pregnant at the Key Club. Mock Apparel. Remember Mock Apparel? Yes, Mock Apparel. I was pregnant at the Key Club. Like, <laughs> these guys were doing fucking heavy metal. Yeah. I have a child inside <sighs> yeah. of me around all these goth people. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was we they we did we, what well heavy, what do we have metal people? How do you describe metalheads? Metalheads, metalheads. metalheads. Yeah. metalheads. 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 <laughs> There's <laughs> different genres of metal. Yeah. How did the brother know that too? You just offended <laughs> all the goth people. I'm so sorry. Apologies to the goth people. <laughs> so wait, does this mean that wait you write music? Oh my god! Yes, Michael Mode is one of my favorite songwriters, and I'm not just saying that because he is my brother. But I actually had a conversation with my dad the other day, mm-hmm. where my dad goes. You think Mike could record like an entire album? I was like, uh, yeah. He has an entire collection of songs. Hold on. So then this means that this whole time we could have our own (laughs) on this frequency song (laughs) written by Michael Moda. Hey man, his deposit is a lot. A okay. year. I'm not a sure year. you guys can afford Michael Moda. Thank let me you. Just, Clearly. Let me just Thank you. Clearly. You can afford me. I'm going through a divorce. Clearly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. Oh, shit. <laughs> I feel attacked right now. Listen, oh we just need to stop. I, I didn't attack you. I, I gave you a compliment, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Barley. Call your dad, Mike. <laughs> call your dad. Mike, call your dad. Write us a song, Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, this frequency needs original music. Thank you. <laughs> we do, but he he is. Uh, yeah, we're just waiting for the cease and desist letter from somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Right. God's coming. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great songwriter. He is a great songwriter, and and you know, and pro- okay. and producer too, right? Because you actually at some point recorded your own tracks as well. Mm. So we we have a lot of history in this space, mm-hmm. and so I guess it's what's the word cathartic. You know when you when I'm gonna Google it right now, but it's like like you're you we're in this space right now. Yeah, and I remember my brother was like, oh, you know, the studio, the studio, the studio, and I'm like, bro, it's at my mom's house. Like, yeah, why couldn't we do this someplace else? Why does it have to be here? Yeah. It was so important for my brother to do it here. Yeah, and um. Do you remember why you wanted to do it here? Yeah, this, this is a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not it's cathartic? It's very, like, uh, fruitful. Um, there's, like, roots here. Because, you, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you can go and, mm-hmm. and get any commercial building and rent it out and, you know, okay, here's a studio. Right. But, like... Because I've, I've been into many studios in Hollywood, recorded music, and I'm like, it's, like, eh. Stagnant. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there's there's meaning behind this this place there's right. like, you know and and it's been validated by many djs who have come in here you know oh yeah and, and you know grammy artists are like wait whoa where, what is this right because this is pure we're what mm-hmm. we're in this is very pure because this is what we do you know uh we do music we 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 entertain we um we're therapists. We do podcasts. <laughs> we do podcasts. The word is catharsis. And catharsis is the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. Yeah. Mm. So like you're built you're building this, mm-hmm. right? So whatever and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, whatever emotions he had, even building the first studio, there was intention behind it. Yeah. There was purpose behind it. And he transformed that I would even call it anguish, how you were saying you take Mm -hmm. that anguish or someone saying you can't do this or you can't do that. that. And then he made it a tangible thing with the first studio. Oh, yeah. And now, and this this one as well. Well, this one, I I would have never done this if it wasn't for Chris. Chris Chris Harris was the one that told me, he's like, do it again. Chris and Jeff, they're like, do it again. Mm. Do it again. And I would have never made it this big because I I was going to make it the same size as the last one, a little bit smaller. And Chris was like, nah, let's do it all the way out here. I'm like, 
That's Dude, aggressive. It's going to cost me more money. <laughs> yeah. And it did, but I mean, here we are now. We're recording all of this. You know, we're, yeah, we're, no, we're we have this. I love coming up in here. Like the very first time we met, you know, I told you. Right that, here. You guys were right here. Yeah. And I was like, man, this, just this place feels welcoming, you know? Yeah. And I loved it. And like, I didn't want to leave. It's very calm. Right. Remind me of home because in my house, I feel the same way when I walk in. You know, I, I never want to leave your house though when yeah. we go over there and record there. It's also there. very welcome. Yeah. You, you lay on the carpet. I lay on just, the carpet. And you absorb the energy. Yeah, we feel like, at home. Well, that's that's how it's supposed to feel. You know, yeah. I always love to make people feel welcome. Yeah. I thought the same way walking through these doors, the vibes, everyone that's here. When we have whether it's like eight or like 20, 20 people. Yeah. Everybody's vibing, partying. Nobody's upset. Yeah. Nobody. No. Well, yeah, maybe, my kids love maybe Bartley's a Bartley's little Oh, you're the only yeah. one who's ever been upset. Well, you know what? I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> I've never been mad here. There's, <laughs> there, there is, um, there has been a person who's come to the studio who I banned from the studio. I was like, you are not. But you let me back in, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we have a no, that, this person, this person came in with hot, heated, just energy was completely off. It was a family member of ours. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. And I found myself safeguarding this space. Yeah. Like the space, I was like, dude, yeah. hold on. There's so much love poured into this oh, space. Yeah. Definitely. And and it's to say that in the beginning, when my brother was building the studio, again, I, I was really not anti, I was not su- necessarily supportive of it mm. because I did think like my brother could be doing this in a bigger space. Like just I was overlooking what it meant to him right. and the intimacy that he saw with this space. Mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing what he was seeing. And then I didn't, I would have never imagined that I would end up, he never called me and said, Hey, I'm building the second studio. What do you think? Da, 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 da. Never, not once. And suddenly I'm in here. Right, and right. we're putting this all together, and mm-hmm. we're putting the floor. Not even wanting to, to have been a part of it, right? But you know, COVID happened, all this, and, yeah. and and now we're here, and now I see and feel what he saw before <laughs> it even existed. So I do have a crystal ball. You do have a crystal ball. You. Now it's been established, man. You already knew. You already knew, bro. You How much it. do you charge? Yeah. How we need answers. Yeah, we need to Tommy said not enough. <laughs> no, they can't afford you. That's what I said. Oh, no. I'll make sure I get the money we can talk after the show. <laughs> and you know what? We've talked about the future, you know, and, and about Rose City Sound and, and our goals and our what we'd like to do and in the end you know this is this is home so no matter what we do no matter where we go or how we get there this will always be home base this yes. will always mm-hmm. be you know and it's interesting because i in in going back and reflecting the first studio that we had or the relationship that my brother and i have with music my grandparents lived next door to us literally there was a little door that would open up and when when we say Going back to what you said, Big Brother Jake, mm-hmm. about anguish, what yeah. you do with your anguish. What my brother and I suffered with our family, I think we literally took that anguish and did something with it, right? So where my brother became a great songwriter, built a studio space to let that anguish out, I started to organize back then, they were called Javanites, right? Mm-hmm. And Javanites, our family used to get together all the time and just hang out, play guitar, and you know, congregate like that. So I remember 
um, organizing the first Java night right next door to where we're at right now. And I wanted our family to be able to have a platform to speak. So if you wanted to write a poem or write something or read something or play something, you had that ability to do that within our family. We built a stage, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was just our family. Literally, it was like 40 of us in the beginning. And, you know, my brother would play, my brother and my cousin Mando would play guitar. It was always based around music. And that was the first one we did. The last one we did, because we loved it so much and it became a a good thing, we were like doing it monthly. The last one we did had like 200 people in Fontana, in a house, in Bobby's house. Wow. And we had, we built a stage from scratch. People, like, it it was incredible. That was Ricky's event. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was my thing. And so, again, but it, it we complimented one another. Mm-hmm. We took our, our anguish, our heartache, and, and said, how can we turn it into a positive thing for people and give people that space and that platform to be happy and express themselves and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatnot. So mm-hmm. it never works out where we're initially on the same page in the beginning. <laughs> but I'll find a way there's always a delay. It's a, there's a delay. But you learn from that delay. That delay is there for a reason. Mm. Yeah. It's to you know have space to 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 mess up and learn, right, and build from it. So, right, you know that's that all comes back to impatience. Oh we, God, yes. You know we all want something right now. <sighs> right now we're the microwave generation. We're not the mm. crockpot generation. Mm. You know, I have learned to shift my oh, way damn. of thinking from microwaves to crockpots. Okay. Yeah. Because I've learned when I want something right then and there, it never happens the way it's supposed to mm. happen, right? But if I just dang it. take my time, learn from each reason why, you know, when you rush it, you learn a, uh, you learn a lesson from it because you fuck up somewhere. Right. Yeah. And, so, the, and the same reasoning, like, if you try to cook a, a eight-hour recipe in four hours in the crock pot, it don't work right. It doesn't work. Mm. Exactly. You guys are crock pots. I'm a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Touché. you know, <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, you just, you got to take your time with it. And in that space of impatience or waiting or delays, mm. that's where you're supposed to learn. Yeah. If you don't learn in your delay time, you'll never learn. Right. You're just going to rush through it. Oh, I made it to the end. Well, what the fuck did you learn in the middle? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So take that as a sign. You know, my, one of my professors, Professor Eagleson, one of the greatest men I've ever met in my life, once told me. The right opportunity at the wrong time is the wrong opportunity. Wait, mm. the right opportunity at the, the wrong right, time at the wrong time is still the wrong opportunity. Mm. So even if it looks good and Damn. you've bypassed your delay or Damn. your impatient state, you're like, I made it to the final, you know, the, the finish line, but it's not your time. Damn it! So you just gotta take it easy yeah. and be patient and don't run. No, I don't do that no more either. So <laughs> shoot, I can't run anymore. <laughs> Busted my. I run my mouth. <laughs> There's this. Um, you reminded me, and I feel like it's important to note it here. Um, something that stuck with me for about a month now. It says, "You can't move on to the next lesson until you have learned the one that you're in." Mm. Work out your karma. Damn. You can keep going and you want to get ahead and you want to get ahead and you want to get ahead. <laughs> yeah. But you haven't learned that lesson. You haven't 
dealt with the shit or whatever it is that you're going through if that now. that doesn't hit right now, Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about learning lessons. You're yeah. right. You're right. Learning lessons. Because if we don't learn it, we're going to repeat it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. It is not fun. Yeah. And then you'll never get to where you want to go because you're stuck in that cycle. Yep. It's like being in a typhoon or a whirlpool, yep. you know. Where you're just stuck, you can't get to the edge. You just, you know, keep spinning in the water. Spinning yeah. In the water. But I will say this: it's important. Like I was thinking today, because I find myself in that same whirlpool. whirlpool uh, I've been there right? many times. We've talked about this. We have, and but I, I was like, you know what? You do end up outgrowing that. You do end up being like, wait a minute. There comes a point where you get tired of spinning. Yeah. Yes. And you find that edge and you grab it and you're like, I ain't fucking doing this spinning shit no more. Right. That's where you got to get to. And it's hard as fuck, it but is. you can get there. Yeah. And so for those of you listening, if you find yourself in that moment where you're like, this is never going to change. Nothing's going to change. I'm in this whirlpool, right? Mm-hmm. It will. It actually will. Yeah. And this is literally coming from a person who thought this is never going to change. Like yeah. I was I was set that this is it. This is my life. Like I'm yeah. not going to figure this shit out. Right. Right. But very slowly, yeah. life will release the answers for you. Oh, yeah. Peel back a little bit, yep. piece by piece. But you got to make the effort to do that, though. It, it's, and it's that's like you gotta scary be halfway. and hard. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. But once you release it, oh, my God. Such a great feeling. Therapy. Hell yeah. <laughs> it Hell actually yeah. no, your your pain actually becomes your pain actually starts to feel good. Yeah. It sounds weird, but no, you no. start to like your pain starts to make sense and you're like, okay, I see you pain. Yeah. <laughs> you built it like a muscle and now it's a part of you. Right. You know, but I Ooh, you, yeah. you can learn from pain, man. I've learned some of my best lessons from pain. Yeah. And it's liberating. Because, like, mm-hmm. you, you want to feel it so you don't have to feel it again. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, that hurt. Yeah. But see. I know why it hurt. <laughs> I know what I did to get the pain. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it anymore. Beautiful reminder. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. That's like the movie Inside Out. Pixar's Inside yes. Out. Mm-hmm. Where Joy doesn't God. like sadness. Joy's like, stop being sad. Like, we don't need this. But you do you need do sadness. Need yeah. Yeah. You do need that darkness. Yeah. You do need all of those unfortunate things. And you, you need you to hear need the same that. song 12 times over and over again. And I didn't hear the pain or feel the pain the way I wanted to. Hit rewind. Do it yeah. again. You yep. know? Yeah. <laughs> same yeah. thing. That's not my name. That's <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> Not his government name. <laughs> I love it. Bartley with the with the quick wit. So, what would you tell people, Mike, that to not discourage themselves from pursuing what they want to pursue in life, and not getting stuck in that whirlpool? What's been helpful for you? Um, nah, it's you know once you know what you want. You, you got to fight for it. That's when you know you're passionate about something. You know, uh, you don't give up. You got to keep going, keep going, and and um, you know, drown out all the noise. Mm. You have mm. to drown out all the noise because mm. you're gonna get hit from all angles, from your family, from your friends, your significant other. It, and 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 then the doubt comes in. It seeps in slowly. Seeps in. Yeah, you just gotta keep pushing, mm-hmm. c- keep pushing. And just don't give up. Really, that's how it, it, discipline. And and it's very very psychological, extremely psychological. Mm-hmm. Whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna do in life, and, and have that freedom. 
Mm. At the end of the day, it comes down to you. You know, Absolutely. you will make that choice, and 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 you just gotta keep pushing, keep pushing, and just believe in yourself. That's what it is. Just believe in yourself. You gotta get tired of hurting. You know, <laughs> tired of it. You gotta get tired. You gotta be sick and tired of it. it it's a, it's a, it it <laughs> literally the journey sucks. Yeah, like, whoever <laughs> wants it really it's sucks because. You you get you get punched a lot, yeah, and it sucks. Like you want to give up so many times, and you just, I've I've had some very low points in my life, and you know, been extremely broke, negative in my account, and mm-hmm. and depressed, and and you know, have no desire to pick up the guitar or write, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some dark moments that you're gonna go through, but, um, that's life, you know. There is a light. There is a light. Yeah, there yeah. is. You just got to <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it reminds me of um, when um, we were in, like, hardcore lockdown. We would have these uh, uh, Zoom meetings with our family, right? <sighs> and everybody was on the Zoom call. I mean, we had you know my Uncle Sergio, who was in Hungary, my Uncle Oscar, who was in Vegas, my Uncle Chewy, who was in Texas. We were everywhere. Right. <laughs> And one day my brother comes on the Zoom and he's just, his hair was all grown out like he hadn't had a haircut in a thousand years. And, you know, everyone checks in and everyone kind of says. like I was hiding in the cave in Afghanistan. I swear <laughs> to God, that's what he looked like. That he's not joking. I mean, we're going to find a picture of him yeah, like that, okay? It was really, it was really scary, okay? Oh, and he man. comes out and, man, Mike, how's it going? Everything good? He's like. I was in a really dark space. <laughs> and it was, but he physically looked <laughs> like he, came from a like dark he was in yeah. the, a dark space in a cave in Afghanistan. That's what he looked I like. I went to hell. <laughs> he it was really bad. He came back and went through it, man. I was like, what the hell is going on with my brother? Like, this is so depressing. But he was very open about it. And he, you know, he shared all that with the family. And he, and he was like, this is what I'm going through. And it, it became relatable because I think right. we're all there. I, we've well, all... well, don't you respect that more than, I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. Oh, 100%. And you're fucking laying out your fucking teeth. Okay, yeah. so, so two things. First, there's a picture. My brother's birthday was just uh, this past... Well, we're in, are we in February? No, we're in March. We're in March. We're in March. Okay, <laughs> his birthday is February twenty seventh. It was fe- it just passed. Modelos. I, I posted on Instagram like just a bunch of dumb pictures, and I don't. They're not. They weren't dumb because what I really wanted to post. There's a there's a photo that Ray took of my brother and I here in this studio. He had just had a really long day. Matter of fact, you you showed up that day. He was writing a song with Young Quicks. Oh, yeah. We had tacos outside. Yep, I remember. It was such a long day. And the picture that Ray took, you could just see it on my brother's Mm. face. Like the exhaustion and the just, like, I don't know. It's one of my favorite pictures of him and I. Because I was just kind of standing on the side like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, (sighs) oh, shit. But it is such a a vulnerable picture. Like, you can see the emotion and the the toll that it took that mm. that day took, which was good, which was a wonderful. It was a great day. It was a successful day. Um, that's actually the picture I wanted to post for for my brother's birthday. Mm. It's not an attractive picture of my brother because right. it sh- it literally shows, you know, the toll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it very much was a was a real picture, and it and it mm-hmm. it shows it shows um, where we all 
show up sometimes and where yeah. we where we're all at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate the authenticity behind sharing. Like, hey, yeah, I'm not in a good place right now. Like, this yeah. is not. I'm not good. Mm-hmm. I called Natalie. I think it was last week. I was at the drive-through at Jack in the Box, and the <laughs> guy goes, "Welcome to Jack in the Box. How you doing today?" <laughs> and I was like. I'm really sad today, bro. Like, it's not a good day. Like, it's not good. This guy's like, what can I get for you? <laughs> I was like, I just told you I had a bad day. Like, no one even cares. No one listens. No one, like, none of that shit resonates. And Natalie goes, you know what? That probably happens more often than not. Oh, People yeah. will ask you, how are you doing? But they don't, they really, don't give a shit. They don't yeah. really need it. They're hoping you're like, good. Like, oh, Order yeah. your food and get the fuck out of my lane. <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah. So, have a bad day. Yeah. Here we go. But so when people actually answer that question and really... Yeah. It you know it becomes a real thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we need to. I think they need to make more statement pieces than questions. <laughs> That's <laughs> what Ali was saying. It's a lovely day today. How can I take your order? Not like how's right. your day? Don't oh, ask. Shit. Don't, you don't give a shit. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah, me. yeah. You just want to what I want to order and eat, so you can give me out the damn line. You know what? It, That's what I'm gonna say done. next if I get asked. That's what, what I'm gonna say. You, you don't give a shit. <laughs> Why are you asking me this? No, but how good would a uh, a podcast on that be? Like drive through confessions. Yeah. Natalie and I talked about that. <laughs> we we literally yes. said that because we thought because I told her I go. You know what? If I was that person at the drive through and somebody told me that they felt that way, I'd be like, I'm sorry, you feel that way, right? All right, cool. Take their order, and then I would like throw something extra. If in there. only like, you could record hey. like the. The conversations in the drive-through that'd be awesome. Well, we that had the, awesome. we Hell talked yeah. about the taking the portable recorder and yep. just going through the drive-through and seeing what the what the <laughs> people, the cashiers would say and how we would respond and just compile those and talk about it. And you know what that I would, would want to do? That's a good idea. It I would, love it. Like the people that just completely bypassed what the fuck your answer was, I would get out of the car <laughs> and go back and play back. Like I just told you, I was having a shitty day, and you just you how do you respond. feel about that? How do you feel about that? You, you know, know what like happened though. Free talk <laughs> you know what would happen, Ricky? You would be on on food. one of those videos like this. Karen came in and like yelled at me. Oh yes, yes. Hey, wait, what's a Mexican Karen? Karina, Juanita, oh, yeah. Karina, Karina, yeah, Karina. All right, y'all. Well, let's wrap this bitch up. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pee. I'm hungry. <laughs> so oh, you're get, pregnant. I forgot. Let's, let's get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> um, but I just, I really do want to say thank you, Big Brother Jake, for oh, being here today I and every it. day thank with you. us. Love it. Thank Mike, you. for being on the episode with us and playing some music. Bartley, as always, being here every single episode and dealing with our apparently stubborn asses. <laughs> you guys are very stubborn, okay? We are. we are. No, we really are. I think I, I will take the cake for that. I'm the okay. queen of stubbornness. As long so. as you admit it, not just oh, hanging yeah. out to dry. No, for sure, for sure. But thank you guys again for a great episode and happy anniversary to yes. us. Happy anniversary. And a special <laughs> thank you to all of our listeners. Yes. We would not be doing this you know, week after week, if it wasn't for the loyalty. Shout out to Nigeria. Yes. <laughs> and Ireland. I, mm. Ireland, yeah. B- both in my bloodline, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, thanks there for the go. promo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone that engages with us on social media, you guys are the best. Um, and since this has been an enjoyable podcast for all of you, I encourage you to share your favorite episodes with a friend. Yes. Who knows? It might be life changing. It will. 
um be sure to follow us on instagram at on this frequency uh we will be doing some giveaways this week in honor of our anniversary and you won't want to miss out because there might be some free coffee some of our favorite books some plants (laughs) so make sure to follow us so that you can get in on that and um so every week we review a we do a review from one of our listeners and this week's review comes from Marie Erica G. And the review says, such a great podcast. I am always looking forward to new episodes. Appreciate the realness from these ladies. Excited for what future episodes will hold and to see them grow. Heart emoji. Thanks for that, Marie Erica G. So make sure to leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our podcasts. You can also support us by donating some coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency. And because we're talking about all of the countries that listen to us, I want to share the countries, um, our new countries for the last three months that are listening. That is, of course, the U.S., Nigeria, Ukraine, United Kingdom, Mexico, Canada, Czech Republic, Australia, Germany, Egypt, Spain, Egypt, Hungary, Iran, Puerto Rico, Mm. Bangladesh, Bulgaria, Brazil, Denmark, France, Italy, Morocco, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Romania, Saudi Arabia, Sweden, uh, Tunisia, Turkey, South Africa, and a few unknowns. Are you kidding me? Thank you, guys. You're the best. This can't be real. Yes. We got hacked. Yeah, we are hacked. Teach, teach me all secrets. I only get hurt in Pomona or Redlands, maybe New York once in a while. Damn. Teach me something. This week's episode is brought to you by Rose City Sound with executive producer Big Brother Jake from the Big Brother Jake podcast. Produced and edited by Juicebox Bartley. Keep in touch and send us your topic ideas at onthisfrequency at gmail.com. Special thanks to Michael Moto from Rose City Sound and his guitar for joining us this week. Yes. Increase the peace, y'all. Thank you.